Like, USPS doesn't even work now. Fucking that motherfucking president that we had just decided to pull out all of the, like, plugs to try and get USPS to die. (sighs) That dude was, like, sabotaging that fucking place left and right, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still ignoring everything about it. I'm giving myself some time. It's oh, you, you know, should definitely, you should definitely ignore it. Definitely ignore it. This this podcast is not about politics. I mean, theoretical revolutions, maybe, but not politics. Yeah, and like, you know, uh, weird scenarios of when we like rebirth the economy on a very small chicken scale and stuff that's what our podcast is about i'm pretty sure thank you for listening to 2928 we are a semi-weekly podcast presented by two friends the show is available on apple podcasts google spotify or wherever you listen you can find us at 2928.digital which is where you'll find our entire back catalog of episodes if you would like to get in touch you can email us at 2928.digital at gmail. You can follow us on your preferred socials, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Please tell a friend, and if you enjoy what you hear, take the time to rate and review. It helps us find new listeners. And once again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Consequential thing I've ever had, and I bought two of them, and I, I just—it makes me so happy. What uh, is it? <laughs> do you remember in the '90s, like windsuits, like 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 the f- 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 nylon windsuits? Yeah, I yeah. Do. I bought two pairs of Nike track pants that are lightweight nylon, wind resistant, and I wear them on my morning walks with my dogs, and they are fantastic. Wind They're lightweight, pants. so I'm not sweating, so they aren't sweatpants, but they keep me warm from all the Santa Ana winds in the morning. It's fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're wind wind pants. Didn't we call them wind pants? Yeah, probably wind pants, windbreakers. But uh, yeah, there I I can't believe I've been trying to wear like you know sweatpants or shorts this whole time. I could have just been wearing fucking wind pants forever. I I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> why i didn't think of this sooner but honestly they're the most comfortable (laughs) pants i own you have this very interesting relationship with clothing that like when you find like the the right thing it's like a mr rogers sweater to you it's so funny well you don't you have that aren't there shirts and pants and pants that you keep and they're covered in gasoline didn't we talk about that totally yeah. yeah And yeah, you're, I, you're you're a shoe guy. You love sh- like like shoes and Burks and Crocs and Docs I have more and... shoes than most women. Yes. So, I'm. I mean, I I don't think I'm going as far as to get a uh, like a matching coat or pullover, <laughs> but <laughs> the pants are really just dynamite. I'm really happy with these pants. <laughs> Uh, I, um, that's good. That, 
That's good. I still haven't gotten my... We've had this conversation in recent years when we were talking about Macy's, and this was probably like only like five or ten episodes ago, but the Macy's Gap Pants and Levi's conversation mm-hmm. that we had a while back. Mm-hmm. I have purchased more Gap Pants recently, and I decided to splurge for the like software material. That's S O F T W E A R. And not to be mistaken with software. Not to be mistaken with software, which I'm sure was already taken and licensed and all that. And I don't know how Tech Gap pants. is getting around <laughs> this technicality. Uh, get it? Technicality? Okay. Um, they are the most comfortable pants i've ever worn they're stretchy they're soft at the end of the day they feel soft oh it just went i'm wearing a pair right now i didn't even are they are they like uh slacks like dockers or something like that are they jeans what yeah so when i went so i bought so i bought like round one and i like had a few months with them and then i bought a round two and this round two i bought Uh, more of the soft ones there are jeans that are soft so i got a super soft jeans i like soft jeans holy fuck dude they're so nice i feel like soft jeans are just weaker no they are stretchy they are not weaker i'm i could do full squats in them i think (laughs) i think Sure. You, went, you went from being overly confident to hedging your bets. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Because then I like, I think the minute it came out of my mouth, I was picturing myself doing a squat. <laughs> Which like part of that is like, I don't know how well I could execute a nice proper squat right now even. I'm, you'd probably yell at me and tell me my form was fucked. I, I don't, I'm not judging anyone's form. You used to judge my my uh, my push up form. When when did I ever see you do a push up? When we used to like see each other regularly, like ten years ago. <laughs> and we used to just do push ups. <laughs> yeah, like re- remember we were talking about this last episode that whole weird time period where you were the, with the census and all that stuff. You also had like a a health kick, and you were like, "Let's do push ups," and you were like, always like being healthy and running remember that i still have some malignant health kicks uh, it's like <laughs> i just haven't had a lot of motivation in the past five months yeah i mean there's no motivation to do anything i mean right now we just had our oh man the past two this weekend is gonna be nice but like the past two days not to talk about weather on a podcast but it was gorgeous here it was like 45 degrees and sunny the whole day fucking everything was melting all the snow came off the roof i probably had like not all of it but like half of it came off the roof i mean there must have been like i guess i should probably do the math at some point and figure out how much weight is actually on the roof because it's a lot but basically this like dense like I mean, you're talking about 12 or 13 or 14 snowfalls worth of snow compacted on the roof. 
and it just won't come off. Do you have what? What's your roof like? Is it slanted? Is it? It's a the house is a salt box, so there's a steeper side and a more gradual side. Okay. Um, I've never measured what the angles are. I could extru- I could do it very easily, but I have never done it. Um, the so there's a, you know what I mean by a salt box. Uh, my only ex- exposure to it is what you just described to me right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, the salt box style in New England is like just like instead of having like a normal, um, like I guess isosceles triangle kind of thing going on, you have um, one super long side and then the uh, the salt box side where you would open is the other side. But then the front of the house is the you're looking at the profile of it. So it looks lopsided. Like, I mean, that that even in itself is a uh, that's an outdated out and an outdated like a uh, uh, illustrative point. Like we don't really get salt in boxes anymore, except for the ones that have the little pore spout, you know? Oh, no. If anyone younger than us by even two years is listening to this, they have no idea what a salt box is. So, I mean, that's like, just. That, go, that goes back to your question of, like, why do we hold on to things that were done that way, you know? I guess it's taken on I new mean, meaning. Yeah, it takes on new meaning. That's just language. That part is just language. That's, like, just the evolution of language, you know? Um, like, that I'm okay with. You calling it a salt box and, like, you know, someone misappropriating the reason why the house style is called a salt box. You know, I'm sure, like, some kid in the future not looking it up is just going to think that, like, it was a house that was, like, designed for cape cod or something yeah i mean it becomes identified for the house at that point and not for the exactly device that it was named for yeah exactly i mean i have no problem with that that's just like that's just part of the evolution of like who we are as humans you know that's just part of us you know we don't have to hold on to all of that stuff in the um you know i i think I think it was like in my mind, it would have been more retrospective than anything to look at it afterwards and be like, oh, it's a salt box. You know, I don't think it was like an active, like someone drawing it up was like, I'm making this look like a salt box. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, I think it probably had a, a distinct function in terms of the sloping angle and, you know, the space inside the house and what you could do with it. Because the higher part, the peak, is, you know, off-centered. And so the peak, you know, my, you've never been in this house, but the upstairs of this house is like, it's not a full upstairs necessarily, because only one half of the house has an upstairs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the salt box itself is such that only where the, you know, the short side of the roof is, that's the only side that an upstairs can exist and everything's like cathedral ceilings and everything. So it's not like, you know, if I had drop ceilings or anything like that, it would be like, how could you even fucking live in this thing? But it's not like that. Um, but anyway, the, the snow fell off and it like crashed down at like 4am and woke me up. And, um, it's just so nice to have like a day like that. And, 
Um, it was, it's also like a, a, the perfect like precursor to sugaring season. Um, it's like, I know, I know sugaring season is, is, a, is upon us because, you know, that, that 45 degree day, if that happens one more time or two more times in a row, then the sap will be running. So that should happen this weekend. I'm very happy for you. Yeah. It's like a, it's a very happy time in Vermont. It's like, um, it is, it's like this, like, I don't, I was going to say it's unspoken, but it's the exact opposite of that. It's the first time you see, I mean, like, dude, I saw my neighbor Dave today. I haven't seen him in fucking months. I mean, he bought a new truck. I haven't even seen him drive the new truck. I have, you know, who knows? But I saw him today. He was outside. I, you know, my window was still frozen shut. So I opened the door and yelled, hey, to him while I was driving, um, which I'm sure is safe. But it was also like, I also woke up to like a heavy snow this morning. Like I drove in crazy heavy snow this morning so it's just like that's vermont (laughs) it's like that's what it is to live here can i just say i'm amazed last week that what was going on in texas and we didn't talk about it on the cast and we like talked around it like twice and the week before we were talking about about it that's what i'm saying is like like (laughs) something actually happened that was the confluence of both government failure, which we always touch on, and failure and innovation prospects on the grid level. And we didn't yep. mention any of it. Like, it was like, I don't know if we really dropped the ball on it just because, you know, it's what maybe it was too soon to talk about, but like, it really was all the, all the thing, like, 87% of the things that we talk about in this past year. <laughs> 100%. But do you realize that the week before you were we were talking about you driving across the country and you said I'm going to wait till the storm goes through? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it was just like totally like on your radar in a way that it <laughs> was, it was on my not Doppler. at I've got Doppler yeah, dude. radar. <laughs> it was not on my Doppler cuz Texas does not come into my Doppler. But um, because that's a hundred percent the way that I would have taken to get back there anyway. Because I, you stay on the forty, and it's you know trucker meth heaven. You just go hundred uh, miles an hour, and just no uh, no cops anywhere. That sounds horrible, trucker meth heaven. Don't do that. Just go through. No, ugh. You don't want to hit like the the like San Jose mountains or anything. I mean, I've done all that. I've, I've I've done all the beauty stuff, and the last you know two times <laughs> two times that I went home, I took the fastest route. Right. So now you got to take the southern route. I mean, the PC uh, the Pacific Coast Highway just lost a giant section up by uh, fuck I San saw Bernardino it. or something like that. It's like that just washed out. Oh oh so, yeah. So there's that. So that would have been a, a huge pain in the ass. Oh, man. Are you surprised? Shit. No, I mean, I think sections like that happen frequently. They just don't really, yeah. it doesn't really get coverage. Dude, imagine if you were witness to like a road just 
disintegrating into the sea. Yeah. Just a cliff a cliff face collapsing. Oh my fucking god. That's like nearing my worst nightmare. But the Texas thing, the grid thing, I I don't think we maybe it is because it was like too soon or like we hadn't really you know it it felt shitty to talk about or to think about when they were like in the middle of it i guess i was trying to actively keep it out of my mind um because there's nothing i can fucking do about it i can't help anyone so you know i can't tell them to move to vermont i've been telling them all along and if they didn't already do it they're screwed but there's there's a lot of shitty stuff going on there it's like they were blaming the 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 frozen windmills and it's like well yeah they they took the chance (laughs) they took the opportunity to blame the green new deal and be able to cling on to that buzzword and make it like they they went early and tried to make it look like they it that was responsible for it even though it was very quickly disproven that they could have winterized it but they chose not to put any money into it and yeah. that and that it that only makes up like 10% of their power grid so everything right. they were and saying was just an opportunism they've gone back and backpedaled now but like it's uh oh, what is shameless or whatever what they try to get away with you know and then yeah. when someone when someone points out on the other side they say they're trying to politicize it or something like that it's it's crazy then you got ted when, Cruz saying that they're trying to politicize the situation when he's just a fucking dirtbag oh he's such a dirtbag there's uh, i i sent you a i sent you a link in the group message to a podcast i had listened to earlier in the year that was talking about this exact thing um just like talking about the grid and what the utility companies do and how fucking awful they always are and how completely ruthless they are about um you know basically fucking off and you know trying really hard not to put money into renewables at all and it's like they just want to fucking just put money into their gas and natural gas and like fucking hydrofracking and all their shit that they've been doing and it's like we <laughs> like this just rounds to me this just i guess maybe in a way like i don't want to talk about politics because i don't want to talk i don't want to sound like a broken record because well, i mean I, the, I don't think it's necessarily like yes politics is policy for it but i think it's more our refusal to adopt new ways like this goes right back to your fucking keyboard thing and you know calling things salt box even though salt boxes haven't existed for 40 years or whatever it's like this is what we've always done this is what people made money off of. This this they know that they can still make money off of. And they're able to buy the policymakers. So Totally. So it's political. So it ends up that's threatening them that they're not prepared to profit off of is immediately, you know, downplayed or denigrated or whatnot. So 
one, not to I mean, always get off topic, but like I th- clearly they're buying more time so that if they do start, you know, it's like the the. Now, you go ahead because I'm going to go in four different directions here and I cut you off. So you, you continue with what you were saying. <laughs> no, I think all I was going to say is that like it's it comes down to politics in the end anyway because like you said, it's policy and you know, it's clear that good policy does get us in the right direction and you know like the so- the solar thing is you know like i just i just need i just need the feds to be like net metering is your legal right okay we all own part of the grid because we all are the grid like the grid the grid is the internet like without you the internet doesn't exist because you know it's literally the web the grid is the same thing we just use different words that mean the same fucking thing for it. And it's just like a transference of different shit. It's like energy and watts instead of whatever. What do we call the internet superhighway? Oh, I'm just going to call ones it the internet superhighway. <laughs> yeah, ones and zeros. But like you need good policy so it ends up being political. And, you know, it... it it goes back to this thing that like how what's the one thing we can like push for and it's like you need to push for good policy and you need to push for the money and the bribery and the lobbying to just leave you can't allow corporations to continue to you know if you're going to let these corporations who are your utilities be the monopolies they are because that's like inherent there's no competition in your utilities you only have one choice i only have vermont electric co-op i can't choose to use green mountain power right and vermont electric co-op buys all their energy from uh hydro quebec you know so it's like we're already buying in energy and it's like people are like it's the it's the most expensive energy you know in blah 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 the whole united states of like what we're paying here in vermont and i'm like i don't care if it's the most expensive energy in the united states it doesn't matter what matters is that like we are using a renewable source of energy is like we're buying energy from hydro quebec so that's a renewable it's renewable energy you know mm-hmm. and like that's that piece itself is the only part that matters you know and vermont's been pretty green on energy for a really long time there's some like gray area where we talk about um oh my god nuclear energy and nuclear energy being green when that's like kind of a kind of a question mark i guess um but they already closed down the Vermont one. Did we talk about this or no? No, we've never really touched on uh, a nuclear. Um, but they closed down the Vermont one in 2011. And so we went from like they a closed crazy it down. When, when was it running till? Was it running till 2011? Yeah, something like that. It was run, dude. It was running at like, <laughs> it was like running at over capacity for like the last, for like the last two or three years that it was online. 
and then they just like closed it down early you know it's like i you know if you're gonna have nuclear reactors and you're gonna i i don't know enough about nuclear energy to understand like to try and understand like why you couldn't just like service an older nuclear reactor and like open a new one next to it you're gonna have that radioactive material there anyway why not have just two of them next to each other so i I don't know um or maybe the radiation starts and that's why you can't do that so like it starts letting off radiation early and you have to like sink it down into the ground and like cover it in concrete and shit yeah i I think it's the disposal of the waste and the the uh cycling of the water that it needs is needed to for for cooling the cores and everything Mm. yeah i think new hampshire is still like very high on the i think they're still using their nuclear reactor because their nuclear energy started later than vermont's but but vermont had it since like the 70s like the early 70s or something yeah so they were using this one you know nuclear facility for like the whole state's energy for like that entire time but i don't know i just i don't see why we don't like we have all these rivers and stuff and we have like why don't we why don't we have hydroelectric dams in you know parts of these rivers that flow all the time in vermont i mean i know it's a big undertaking and shit but it's like once it's there you don't have to think about it anymore you know we have a couple windmills it comes down to the fucking infrastructure that's there i guess like what exists on the grid now how difficult is that to uh uh retro retro retrofit I was going to say retrograde retrofit the uh the existing infrastructure to work with that other stuff because you you can't it's bad exactly so they have to do it's a very complete bad. overhaul on the whole thing so someone's gonna have to pay for that that's why it has to be made into more like it has to be it's got to be like fdr new deal jobs jobs works type shit but that's immediately going to be called fucking socialist and it's never going to happen even though it would be creating however many thousands of jobs that you know the original new new deal did there's going to be people who are immediately turned off when you say new deal green new deal it immediately turns people off to it because they think of the socialism of fdr yeah you just gotta lie you gotta lie you can't call it what it is you gotta just like mask it in something else which is what they do with the you know the paying off of giving all the corporate bailouts during the first um coronavirus um you know like when they gave us all the money and shit the first time they're like giving all these big companies bailouts at the same time but like everyone's shrugging it off even though it's being reported everyone's shrugging it off because it's like whatever i just got like a grand or however much they gave us it's like it was immediately exhausted and exploited by people with you know far faster acting legal teams and uh you know accountant departments and stuff like that it's it's absurd that you see sports teams and everything that make billions of dollars every year that were able to exploit it and get money for small businesses oh yeah that's the worst 
and then nothing happens after it. So maybe they get bad bad publicity, like Shake Shack. So then Shake Shack gives the money back. But I mean, there's no follow up. We don't actually know if they did give money back. You know? Yeah. They just put a they put a statement out saying they are, and then someone the next week, you know, there's a, a new scandal that's going on. So no one ever follows up on that shit. Yeah, I think I think you just can't. I think you have to like. It sounds awful, but it's like you gotta fight fire with fire. It's like there's no level playing field anymore. Like there are too many stupid people and too much like toxic fucking. Ugh. Here's a question. Here it is. So we're talking about social programs. And we're talking about. I'm talking to someone, okay, and this person and I are talking about gun control. And it's like, I don't think gun control is a feasible thing to happen in Vermont because Vermont is just like, there's not a gun problem in Vermont. Vermont's going to forever focus on the fact that there's not a gun problem in Vermont. But like, everyone fucking has guns in Vermont. But the gun people still remember all of the specific incidents because it's just different than the rest of the United States in a way. And it, it's hard to say, but like this gun person talking to me about like, you know, politics and stuff, I feel like his ideas are pretty right. And he's like one of those people to like, who will like jump in and say you're a communist really quickly or a socialist and like, you know, all of that shit. But then he surprises me and says something to the effect of, we need to just spend all of that money that, on mental health and i was like well well yeah well okay i I, yeah yes there's that contributes to a lot of the violence is mental health but but that's but he's there's just all just angry people who wouldn't be getting mental health anyway i think true but it but in vermont in this case he's citing a few instances that we can remember okay and they're all mental health issues every last one of them and so I, I now off the top of my head, I can't just reel in all the other ones, but those were the ones I was thinking. The first ones that I was thinking of when he was like starting to bring up like things of history that have happened in Vermont and like, but now my question is, if he's advocating for mental health, okay, don't you need a social program to do that? Well, yeah, you would need to finance that mental health help with something that money needs to come from somewhere it took everything in me not to call him a socialist because i agree with him but i wanted to give it back to him i had a chance i think without getting into you know the same old arguments and sides of the of the uh the fight on that i think at a large level, just common sense gun rules, like, you know, AR, like assault rifles or high capacity magazines or, you know, whatever, bump stocks, whatever the buzzwords, the dangerous, the lethal shit is like, there's no, there's no reason for it. It's just people who want to have fun with their shit. So right off the bat, that's nationally, no one needs that shit. But then you get down to like a locality thing and there's fewer people in Vermont. There's less population. There's less people coming into contact with stuff. It's more of a rural world. So once you get to that, then you can kind of use your judgment as far as 
the many hundreds of thousands of types of guns that are still available to to you, you know, you guys kind of dictate what the rules are for getting those guns, getting the ammo, stuff like that. And then a city or a state like California or New York, they get a different set. They pass their own, which is, you know, kind of what it, what it is right now. But a, a national kind of baseline would be good to have in place there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And it's like, are you ever going to win the state's rights argument, though? Are you ever going to win from... I think states' rights is such a stupid argument, but like, it can be applied to a lot of situations. I think as a country, and the fact that there are so many of us that the country is now more or less responsible for, you can't really view it on a state level. A lot of stuff. Like, there are things that the states can take care of, but states' rights in general shouldn't infringe on national interest. Or global interest, for that matter. There you go. I think you just. I think you just did it. I think that should be the. I think that should be the the line. The line is: Does this affect us on a national level? And it does. Fully. But then, but then you have all these people who are like, "Don't mess with Texas and live free or die." It's like they are identifying as Texan. They are we are Arizona, you know, it's like they feel like their existence for what I mean, it's, it's the whole sovereign thing too, on a, on a state sanctioned level. It's like, we're, we're Arizonians first and and American second type shit, you know, like Texas is more American than America. It's. Yeah. It's let's go back let's stupid. go back to that for just a second because we didn't talk about the thing that's in, most interesting about the texas thing and i want to if i listen to this back in 10 years i want to remember this texas their grid is closed off within texas they don't share power lines with any other state that's my understanding yeah that is so fucking texas if i've ever heard of a detail that embodied texas that would be it it's yeah it's pretty texas it's like the ability that like if you ever like the ability to secede is still there and it's like that was what was built into that structure when oklahoma was like hey you want us to pass lines texas was like no fucking way and they were like okay i guess I guess we. I guess we won't then. Right, but that's all. <laughs> like, th- th- that whole decision is definitely built on the idea of of you know Texas strong and Texas sovereignty and all that. But it was really put into place just to line the pockets of a few people, a few corporations. Probably. I but... mean the the fact that they're in complete control over where you're getting your energy from, and but... without any outside influence and without. Like, so you get to build a surplus of it, but then be able to keep it completely in-house. Like, it's... But that's so fucked up because that means you can't sell energy if you have a surplus. And that means you can't buy energy when you don't. Right, but that also means you completely control the market and the output and the generation of it. So... But that but that, that happens anyway. That's, that's 
you know, regardless of the state and where you live in the United States, that's how utility works in the United States anyway. Like I'm saying, I literally can't do, and, and I don't know if it's a Vermont law. I think it's a Vermont law that allows me to do this, but I did tell you about the solar thing, right? Like I talked to my neighbor about the solar stuff. Right. Oh, like a year like ago I, or something like that. I don't know if it was that long ago, but I can net meter. I'm allowed to net meter, but the way I'm allowed to net meter in Vermont is super weird. Like I can only assign someone within, like on Vermont Electric Co-op. So I have to first say, are you on a Vermont Electric Co-op? And if they say no, then I can't ever net meter with them. Even though our lines are connected. But you guys, you said that you're getting your power from Quebec Hydro anyway. So you guys already are like there. That that's an example of someone I'm assuming selling you selling you an, a uh, an overflow, right? That is a hundred percent. Yeah, they're we're buying it from them because right. they overproduce. But and the demand of Vermont is such a joke compared to like Montreal. So they so then over. What? What would possess a company to not provide? Is it because they, as soon as they start offering it to other states from Texas, they're opening themselves up to those states' regulations or federal regulations? Because they're I don't crossing think state so. Borders? No, I because, don't think so. So then, why in a, in a, if you're a person who believes in capitalism and the free market, and you're making money as much as you can in Texas, what would limit you from? selling it outside those borders to other other states other districts i think that's what i'm saying i think we're saying the same thing yeah it's like that's the that is there a step slower than you because i wasn't thinking of this but (laughs) that's the question is like you're you're like what why wouldn't it make sense for like you to be able to sell your excess power to oklahoma or even god forbid fucking mexico or who else they 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 border louisiana and then new mexico on the west Oklahoma on the north. I'm just doing this in my mind. And maybe Arkansas too? But maybe not. No, not Arkansas. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, I just don't know what the what the thinking is behind it. It's got it has to be tied to interstate regulations or something like that, right? Like they would if because they're separated from the other grids, they're probably operating on a different scheme than than other states are. So is there not even a f- like a federally unifying grid system between states that they could plug into? What do you mean? I'm just trying to think of why they would not want to offer this. And I keep coming back to the idea that because they would then be doing business across state lines, that that would open them up to either additional regulations from the state they're providing to or additional regulations on a federal level since it's interstate. I mean, I guess I, I have no idea if that has if that has any relevance whatsoever. I would imagine it wouldn't, you know, like think why? about how. Why would, why would you imagine it wouldn't? I would imagine it would. I am imagining it would. I'm imagining it does. I'm just like, so then what would the explanation be? 
like the whole point of the grid in theory is that like that you should be able to use different sources of power you know to whatever the the, the transformer stations or whatever the transfer stations and you should be able to automatically shift where your source of power is coming from so like if you know like let's say our nuclear power plant was still up and running it's not a good example because they overproduce like crazy but let's say it was running still and running at like full capacity and we were also buying power from hydro you know hydro quebec and we were you know if we had all of this going on we could still sell our excess power that we were producing in like the lower part of the state you know what i mean like you could still like like let's say hydro quebec could power northern vermont and then the old power plant down in like wherever it is in like ludlow or something in southern vermont could power the southern part of the state well then you'd have a surplus that you could charge like a higher rate to like let's say new hampshire or northern massachusetts or even eastern new york while you were purchasing the offset of your you know northern vermont but you're getting it so much cheaper let's say like you're still charging more money to the to the surrounding states than you were purchasing right for in the northern part of the state but the demand in the northern part of the state is low and um you know like i'm just giving a model that is like totally fucking made up it could possibly not be how it works but it right, makes but perfect even sense from a to money me. make money making and energy providing standpoint that is seems to be the logical setup for what it would have what we're trying to figure out is why is texas opting out of seemingly what that could be by by cutting themselves off from both influx and outflux of power when they could be making more money by because they are the you know the biggest generator of power in the in the United States or whatever like that and i'm assuming they also like money because they're a company an energy company with interests it ha- it's it's got to be that that would open them up to federal regulation if they started providing it on a federal level, on an interstate level. I don't know. We're going to have to look it up because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, period. Well, I mean, this would be a great time for someone to email us. God, it really would. If you know about how the grid works, explain it to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I know that they were, I wanted to say this thing too, which is like, I know that they have to restructure the grid if we are all going to be our own little islands and produce energy as well, because we need, we don't actually have like a proper system set up right now so that we can efficiently backfeed into the grid. And we should have some way to do that. And I, I do think that the, you know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, like a like way too long, but I really think it would benefit me to just ungrid tie and like, you know, never, I don't want to say never, but like basically not have to worry about 
anything because you're worried about it all the time, I guess. It's not a really good way to put it, but... Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Something like that. It's just like the idea that like since you're already... Like let's say I had a Tesla battery in the basement and... I guess it would be outside the house or whatever. You'd build a box for it or something. But like you have a Tesla battery or like whatever. It doesn't have to be a Tesla battery, but it's like a big battery that the house runs off of that gets charged during the day with the sun. Really that simple. And we have this other thing in Vermont where snow falls in the covers of the solar panels. And I don't know why. Please someone tell me why. Solar panels don't have heat so that they can't automatically melt the snow. There must be some reason why we can't do this, but why don't they just have like little coils? Like you would put on a fancy roof? Uh, I just, anything to like melt the snow so that you get your solar back instantly. Because... It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Mark my words. That's going to be invented in the next... Well, if it doesn't al- I mean, already also, exist. You, you could just put the solar on, um, you know, a rem- like some sort of remote bracket or something like that. So when the snow falls, you just tilt it at an angle, it dumps the snow off, and you tilt it back. It's not Oh, yeah. Tied, we got, we, it's not, t- like, fastened to the roof in a way that you couldn't just adjust it. And even then, then you could use that that to follow the sun for longer, too. So you're not just stagnant on one angle, you know? Yeah, we have that in on the, like, our units that are on the ground in Vermont. Those units, for the most part, do tilt and follow the sun. Like, I've seen, there are plenty of those around. Um, like, I don't know what wattage they are in terms of units or whatever, but... You know, there's a little there's a little hay field that's like right next to us over here. If I could buy that, um, I would totally put a couple panels into that field because that panel that field gets sun for a long period of time during the day. There's like oh, so many so many possibilities, and not to like be like fuck the system. I want to ungrid tie, like. I have no problem with the service that is provided to me. I just have a problem with the idea that A, I can't control it, B, it's wicked antiquated, and C, I would have to jump through some hoops to be able to get money back and net meter if I overproduced if I had solar panels, you know? The mere fact that I have to do any work itself, like I have to go through some sort of thing where I give them an account number and it's like anything like that that makes it difficult, it's like a mail-in rebate. The whole point of it being there is so that you won't do it. Right. You got to jump through hoops to actually get the, you know, the month. But it would just make more sense. Like, Like people would just be happier generally in life if shit just was done correctly the first time and no one had to waste anyone's time yeah and i don't and i don't know when we lost sight of that you know or if that's just not part of capitalism well i mean it's not that we lost sight of it it's that people can make more money again money uh because 
it cuts down on the amount of people who actually take advantage of that rebate. So it's they're not they're not keeping it from you, but maybe they're hiding it in the fine print so not everyone sees it. So you're playing the the law of averages at that point as far as how many people are actually going to take advantage of that and follow it through and see it through. I would argue that an honest company that gave you the discount and didn't fuck around with like mail-in rebates and didn't fuck around with net metering and you going through hoops to do things, I would argue that that company, unless it's like a unless it's like a fucking healthcare thing, then that's just all fucked and that can't count at all because that's whatever. But maybe, anyway, I think that just in in the like being the benevolent company would have profits inherent in itself just inherent in the idea that if you're the company you're gonna shop with those people exactly if you're the company it's like hey we made it easy we made it quick we cut out all the the difficulties and middleman and hidden hidden talk and everything like that it's easy for you they would get a lot of customers but if you have companies that exist because they're the really the only option in the area or they're the only viable option for the past 30 years or something do they stand to profit more or less by making those things easier for you when you can't go anywhere else it doesn't matter to them so they can be like hey we gave you the choice you didn't take advantage of it so they're not necessarily a villain because hey you could have you could have taken advantage of it and gotten you know fifty dollars off your your bill this week or whatever like that but at the same rate they're like where are they gonna go we have them like then no one else is gonna is gonna take their business right i just think that like i was almost gonna argue myself out of the healthcare thing but it's like even the healthcare thing it seems because we have so many people working doing nothing there's so many people in the healthcare industry that just push paper. Yeah, and that like insurance makes it, that makes it that more difficult for anyone to mount a actual argument about, you know, universal healthcare is because there are so many below the line and mid tier jobs associated to it. All those people can do other things that are helping. Like, 100%. The, we'll, but but the, as soon as you bring that up, that people are going to be like, where are they? It's the same reason like reason like people always bring coal and states that, that produce coal. Like, well, what jobs are they going to work? So you have to have those jobs at the ready to be like, well, you don't do this. You can do this. So otherwise, it looks like you want universal health care. So you're, you're a socialist, but you're also taking away 30,000 jobs from, from Americans who currently have jobs. Even it sucks not, because that not all those jobs are necessarily in the U.S. or good. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, totally. I mean, all those things. Yes, yes, yes. the The thing that sucks is that we just talk about this generic bullshit. Like, I think maybe you hit it there. Like, if you were to focus, not that this would work. It sounds like it. I'm thinking about it. It sounds like it would never work. But if you were to focus on a closing coal plant and you were like look guys we're gonna close this shit out but we're going to pivot this entire company and train you to do this like i mean that's what they should have been doing 30 years ago so that they aren't reliant <laughs> on generation after generation of a dying uh labor yeah it's ridiculous 
Like which I mean, if they do make junior college or community college free, which they've been pushing at like the very least they should do that, then at least that becomes accessible to the people who live in those areas who may not have been college eligible before. So hopefully they, they can go there and now we just need those junior colleges and those community colleges to be teaching nanotech or fucking, you know, wind farming or something like something that's going to be pliable for the future. Yeah, I mean, the more the more climate solution jobs we can push at this point is like I think that's going to be very important in the next 10 years, like very 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 important. You know. It's like it's going to be like an all hands on deck kind of fucking thing, you know. If we can get through the next 6 years and see how it goes, just kind of push towards those things, those goals. But <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of big ideas, man. Yeah. Can we clap again cuz I did start a new recording early on? Okay. Yeah. 3 Two, one.